Hey! Hey! Welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveal. It's that show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis. That's geeky, that's weekly, that's geekly. I almost forgot it. Hey, we talk about pop culture, it's awesome. Once again, it's me, your host, Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet. Once again, I am joined by my, I don't know, alternate universe co-host. Would you like to tell the people who it is that you are? Hey kids, it's me, it's Stephanie, aka Captain Steph on Twitter, the Snowqueer on Tumblr, Hello Steph on Instagram, and I made some tea before we started recording, and I made sleepy time tea, so we're really racing the clock here. Um. <laughs> sleepy time tea is so good. Well, we better get this going. I'm still Eric, and in the alternate universe, I don't have a goatee. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> in, so, in, in the alternate, alternate universe, universe, he has Facebook and is not on Twitter. <laughs> Yes, I'm on Facebook, but not Twitter. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is my best friend in the alternate universe. So, like, in this alternate universe where you don't have Twitter, is it just because Jack is more evil than he is in in this reality, which is still evil? Yeah, all of my moral uh, decisions have been flipped, so I guess having a goatee is also a moral decision. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's how it goes. The evil universe always has different facial hair. If you're somebody who has facial hair, if we if we had alternate like evil alternate counterparts, would they have like backwards names? Would they follow like the Kingdom Hearts, like throw an X in it and rearrange it? Like, how would we have evil names in the alternate mm. universe? I wonder if there's I... like a like a your organization thirteen name generator. Oh, I'm sure that you could just like pop an X in there somewhere because I my my name backwards is Inafats and I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, mine's. Kyre. Kyre, which is not good either. You would either. just be Sire. You'd just be our yeah. Sire. <laughs> or I could be Cyrix. Just put an X on the end of it. Sire. Cyrex See, like, that's a cool villain name, combat. man. Yeah. I, I take it back. I'm, I'm into this idea. <laughs> <laughs> My name backwards is... Mod. Cinemod. <laughs> Cinemod. See, like, now that's like a, also like a cool kind of weird name. Inafats is no good. <laughs> But what if you put an X in it, like Zynafats? <laughs> Zynafats, that's great. <laughs> Apparently, Cinemod Studio is an architecture company <laughs> based in yeah. London. <laughs> their key person is Dominic Harris, so that so that person just wanted to name their company after themselves. Yeah, apparently. Cool. I, I can't knock the hustle. How are you two doing today? <laughs> Pretty good. Another another Sunday. Uh, another week down. You know. Nice. We're, yeah. uh, we're getting closer to, to the uh, what people tend to call the most wonderful time of the year, which I don't know if I agree with, but, uh, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. I'm... But 2020 is almost over. Uh, which yeah, is... can't be mad about that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so if nothing else, this <laughs> 2021 won't be the year that COVID really started to spread, at least. I mean, it could get worse, but it's not the year that it got big. So there's that, I guess. Only way we can go is up. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of COVID, guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't mess around. Like you can, you can very easily get it. It's um, it's something it's you good. get, and you can get it. Like hypothetically, you could get it the day before Thanksgiving, uh, and then not feel symptoms till like two days after Thanksgiving, which means you would have spread it to people if you would have hung out with them in a uh, in a small house. Hypothetically, I have I have no. Uh, I'm just pulling this no out of my personal ass. personal experience on the matter. Yeah, this is just hmm. random facts that are completely possible. Um, but yeah, just, just be careful out there. 
And this wouldn't be a geekly reveal if we didn't talk about, you know, food, consumables, some kind of edible substance of some sort. Are you all ingesting anything of note today? (laughs) Uh, That is the weirdest way to ask what we've eaten. Yeah. uh, Ingesting things of note. Nothing of note, no. Uh, I I I wanted to make it sound as gross as possible without actually sounding gross, if that makes sense. I did, uh, so... Pizza Hut around here has rolled out the Impossible Sausage Pizza, which is the uh, non-plant-based sausage product. You mean the non-meat-based? Yeah. What did I say? <laughs> the non-plant-based, <laughs> like oh, regular yeah. sausage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's mega meat. <laughs> <laughs> we we made this is a sausage. It's human meat. It's not this made out of any meat only, you've ever heard of. But it is say, meat. this sausage is only made out of pigs that have eaten other meat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I had, yeah, I had an Impossible Sausage Pizza on Friday. How'd you like it? It was, uh, it was good. It was not worth the amount of money that I paid for it, That's, so. Is that because it wasn't that great, or is it because it was from Pizza Hut? It's because it was from Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> um, enough. like, look, I, I've, you know, like, I've had the, the Dunkin' Donuts has an Impossible Sausage Sandwich. It's, like, my favorite breakfast sandwich, but Pizza Hut just, uh. Didn't, didn't pull no. out all the stops, really. No, and I I think it was also because, like, this is going to sound stupid, but I ordered wings (laughs) as well as the non-meat pizza. I mean, sometimes you just want to try something, you know? Excuse me, I just, uh, can I get an Impossible impossible Pizza and uh, a cold wings? Also a bunch of meat, please. (laughs) Um, And uh, I got, like, what I thought was a sauce on the wings that I liked, and it ended up being not the sauce I thought it was. I got the garlic parmesan, and it just tasted absolutely disgusting, and it threw off my whole Pizza Hut experience pizza that day. So, That's the worst. You hate to hear it. Yeah. I thought I ordered the spicy garlic, or whatever the fuck it was, and I did not, and instead it was, like, this disgusting, like, like... It was like viscous in a way that sauce on a wing should not be, and like <laughs> like syrup, was... like if you covered wings in maple syrup. No, because like that would have been preferable. <laughs> oh, God, like, it was very weird. I don't know, and it was like a cheese sauce. See, that... that's, where, that's where you went wrong. No, well, duh, I didn't mean to order it. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Where I went wrong on making the mistake in the first place. Yes, I know. If it was me, I simply would have not made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I should have not fucked up. You're right. I should have. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Cool. Cool. But yeah, I, you know, I recommend people who are looking into, like, you know, uh, less meat-eating lifestyles. The the Impossible line of products is pretty good. So Nice. nice. I'm drinking a 2 Xmas beer. That's all I got. This oh, week. you got it's... the cracked one open? Yeah, I had, apparently I had one, like, on Thanksgiving, and then felt bad, so I just didn't drink them till now, and, uh, but yeah, they're still good, they're a good winter beer, they taste delicious. So but now yes. you're, uh, cracking a cold one open with the folks. Yeah, I'm cracking a cold one open with, with, with the home days. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I just want to say new words, I like addressing people, and I, I like to use things that are not- ways. Uh, yeah, I think you use like non-standard words, but I don't want to misgender anybody. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. that's why, that's why I said folks. But that's not weird. That's like a good w- way to address people. <laughs> I'm trying True. to do weird shit, but I just have to get extra creative on top of being a good person. But you know, it's yeah. it's, it's worth it. I'm 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 channeling my inner Yakko Warner. It's uh, very yeah. kind of good of you. 
Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I had my uh, roommate took pity on me the other night um, <laughs> and my like absolute lack of current fundage and was like, hey, I'm ordering Japanese tonight. Do you want something like my treat? And I was like, oh, thank you for taking pity on me. <laughs> um, but nice. the the Japanese place she orders from is like very, very heavily sushi and I don't like sushi. Oh, really? Um, I didn't know that. Really? Or is that no, I'm being sarcasm. completely serious. Okay. I, I didn't know that for some reason. I knew that, oh, yeah. and I think it bothers, like, I, I put it out of my mind because it bothered me bothers so much you? as somebody who got to live in Japan that doesn't like sushi, and it, like, drives me crazy. Yeah, I don't like, not not a fish person, not a big fish person, but, uh... Then don't go the, live on an island. Look! You can be a weeb and not like fish, I'm sorry. But it's true. <laughs> or don't any other island in general. <laughs> don't weave shame me. I'm all, I, I live on an island. I live on Long Island. <laughs> oh, right. That doesn't count. <gasps> wow. As an island. Well, because, I mean, like... Long Island is an island. I mean, yes, It's not but... connected to anything. It's Aren't surrounded all... on all sides by water. Aren't all continents It's connected by bridges. Okay, so if there's a bridge to it, it's not an island? If there's a bridge from a continent to it, it's not an island. <laughs> okay, I'll tell... It's Let just, me just, a, it's just a continent that got left behind. The, <laughs> Let me get Staten Island on the phone and tell them the Verrazano Bridge disqualifies them from their name. We gotta make a bridge they can to still a... call themselves whatever they want, but they're just not an island. You gotta make a bridge to Australia and say you're not uh, your own country and continent anymore. <laughs> you're yeah. not part of Africa. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway, sorry. She, sorry. Bought, she bought me <laughs> the Japanese food. Like, she was like, hey, you'll order something. Um, but like because they're super, super duper sushi and not they, like their kitchen entrees are not extensive... Um, and the last time I ordered from them, I was like, yeah, I guess this is what I should have expected from a place that doesn't do much cooked food. Like, this is, like, all right, like, all right Chinese food, but not, like, great. And so last night I was like, okay, I'm going to get the sweet and sour chicken. Really hard to fuck up sweet and sour chicken. It's literally chicken nuggets. (laughs) It's literally chicken nuggets with, like, pink sauce on it. It was the same exact thing that I had ordered. Like, I got the same thing I had ordered when I got sesame chicken last time. Like, same quality, like, same sauce, same, like, quality of chicken. <laughs> and, like, the just different vegetables mixed in. And, but, yeah. like, but not, like, the regular sweet and sour vegetables, like peppers and, like, pineapple and shit. Like, it was, like, broccoli and onions. And I was like, this is not what I want in sweet and sour. But I ate it because it was free and it was fried chicken with sauce on it. So is like Japanese takeout similar to Chinese takeout? No. Well, usually but... not. But okay. This place—that's what I was thinking. Like I thought they were very different, but yeah. Okay. This place, like all of their all of their cooked entrees are like like uh, sesame chicken and sweet and sour chicken and gotcha. like beef yeah, with it's, broccoli. It's more that like a lot of Japanese places will just do Americanized Chinese as like an option. Think of it like of, as like the children's menu. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of Japanese places are not run by Japanese people. Yes, that too. A lot of enough. cheap Japanese places are run by Chinese people or yeah, oh, like wow. Southeast Asian, Korean. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah! I I didn't plan on learning stuff today, but check it out, Geekly Reveal Top Educational Podcast. Yeah, the, I guess. Yeah, push us up the the rankings over there in the yeah. ca- in the category. Look, I'll talk about Asian food all you want all day long because 
it's delicious and I love it. So, and I, I have eaten a wide variety of it. Yep. <laughs> you hear that, Rogan? We're coming for you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> the thing is, like, I'll try any food once, but I just, like, I know that, like, there are certain things that I won't, like, like, I'll still try it, like, to say that... In the same way that, like, when I was in, like, high school, I was like, I'm gonna read Twilight so I know what I'm arguing about. <laughs> like, the same vibe, but eating food that I don't think I'm gonna like. Just to be like, well, no, I, t I tried eating, like, this salad with raw onions on it, and I just didn't care for it. Like, <laughs> I did not try. I mean, I think that's that's also, like, a good defense thing. So people are like, how do you know you don't like it if yeah. you don't try it? It's like, well, traditionally, I don't like things like this, so the odds of me liking this are pretty low. And if and I'm look, missing I'm, out, I'm not really missing out on that much. I'm not going to poo-poo anybody's tastes, because I know that I have, like, a kind of, like, a weird food habit of, like, you know, I, I, I'm, like, garbage disposal of a person. But, like, And we you love know, you for it. <laughs> yes. And, and hey, it means I usually have some good food recommendations uh, when you come to my cities. Exactly. Um, so all of your cities. Yep. I mean, I know. I say you do know like the all three C's of of Ohio. Yeah. Of Ohio. I'm I'm, I'm well Fairly versed well. in the cities of Ohio. <laughs> all three C's. Yep. Yep. Columbus, Candy, and the skyline. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the skyline is where I grew up, so. <laughs> anyway well we have some pop culture stuff to go with our food you know we got the pop popcorn pop culture you know it's like a joke but bad anyway steph you so gonna... know about some big old stuff from this week right yeah so i'm gonna jump back to you know how we were talking about alternate universes um yeah, remember, in the intro I remember that. do you remember that, that i don't a, remember that it know, must have been in the other universe <laughs> In this, in this universe, fucking you don't Nelson have a Mandela goatee. space warlock fucking up my timeline. It was Cyrix. Cyrix remembers. Wait, hold up. Did you guys? Okay, tell me, <laughs> tell me what you guys know about the concept of the monkey's paw, like the storytelling, uh, like the where like you wish for something and like it it grants it, but it's like kind of like in a fucked up way, like usually a bad way. Yeah, where do like, you like you where do you associate it coming from? Um. Well, if I were to guess. I would imagine, like, the same place the Monkey King stuff came from, but I've only seen it, like, from American, like, uh, like, referencing it, like, horror movies, so I don't actually know. So, if I were to guess, either, like, China or Nigeria. I, I honestly don't know. It would, I would hope that it's somewhere that has monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... My brain associated it, like, I have truly always believed up until, like, the other day when someone, apparently, a literary agent I know, was arguing with their partner about it, um, and had, like, outsourced to Twitter, like, hey, like, what do you know about this concept? Like, where do you think it came from? And I was like, oh, it's from an Edgar Allan Poe short story, right? And she was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you're not the first person who said that to me, but it's not true. Where is it from? <laughs> I don't know, but like I, the, I, I associate it as an old timey thing from, like, in the concept for being from Poe, and it is not, and that is the weird Mandela effect thing that happened in my life this week. Hmm. Um, well, I will look that up. But yeah, so but alternate universes, um, the oh. Disney have like a big old fucking, and like you know the thing that makes kids excited, an Investor's Day presentation. <laughs> Ooh, my favorite. 
My favorite. Yeah, I love to oh. be a shareholder. Real fast, I looked it up. It's just a short story from 1902 from England. Okay, it's... so there it is a short story, but it is not Edgar Allan Poe. No, it's not even like from like another country. Like, it's like from a hundred years ago. <laughs> like, sorry, mm. yeah, 120 no, years. No, I'm ago. glad. Thank you for thank you for establishing that because it was really like making me. <laughs> <laughs> that's really true. Yeah, I assumed it was like since it was magic. I, I, it's that's probably a racist thought that I assumed it was from somewhere. You know, like non like Western. Well, actually, so I think I'm glad to know think... that now. I think England makes the most sense because, like, you know, I'm I, I'm sure the original. Well, I don't want to say this and put my foot in my mouth or the paw in my mouth, but um, <laughs> gross. Like, you have to imagine that if it was a story written in England about a hundred years ago about a magical monkey's paw, probably had some racist overtones. Oh, you know what? Yeah, somewhere. I look at the plot and someone like served in the British army, like they were in India and they brought back this mummified monkey's paw. Okay, so yeah, yeah. this is racist. Okay, there we go. <laughs> there it is. Anyway, yeah. There's some sort of weird hoodoo thing to it. But anyway, so Disney had the investors, their shareholder day or investor day or whatever. Um, and this, the purpose of it apparently is to replace D23 because no one can come to a con- like a convention this year. Um, because they announced just a zillion things um, to a point at which, honestly, like I, like there were things that I am legitimately excited for both in the... Um, the Marvel space and the Star Wars space, as well as some of the like classic Disney Pixar spaces. Can I can I guess what you're most excited about for Star Wars? Sure. Is it a droid story? <laughs> <laughs> because that's the one that I truly cannot understand why they are making. Just like a slice of life, R2 and C3PO. Yeah. Just having adventures. They should make um, it an anime. True. Um, but so the the whatchamacallit the segue on the basis of um jeez my computer is very precariously uh balanced right now because i didn't want to move all of my uh my work stuff lost my train of thought everything's fine sorry i didn't Um, mean to interrupt you uh no it's okay (laughs) but you you were saying that they're they basically inundated us with uh, content. Yeah, just too much content. But yeah, yeah so the, lo- the reason the reason that the segue works per it, uh, to pat myself on the back is because um, both the Marvel a- announced both the What If um, animated series, which will be or like the What If series, which will be animated, but like the episodes are stuff like you know like What If Loki p- like could pick up the hammer, like What If Captain America, like. Uh, I don't know, like what, what if, if Peggy became Captain Amber- America or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, who, I was like, who is it that they, that they were like pitching as Captain America? I was like, a lot of these people have already been Captain America. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it'll be a an animated series, and the other one that I'm very excited for, um, that is slightly, anim like uh, what should we call like adjacent to alternate universes is the Loki show which has confirmed for us that Loki like the original 1610 like movie verse Loki did die in uh in Infinity War. War but the Loki who escapes with the Tesseract in the time travel shenanigans of Endgame is the one who's going on all these adventures, which is a little annoying to me just because, like, there was a lot of Loki character growth that happened in Thor Ragnarok. 
Yeah, and that's going to be gone. Completely, like, underwritten. But, um... And that's but, always just supposed to assume that that still happened in that universe, but it, what, did he just happen to also have the test right while that was happening? Yeah, like, so, like, I... It seems like the way it's pitched in the trailer is, like, he takes the Tesseract in that scene in the lobby, like, th- from the end of Adve- the first Avengers movie, takes the Tesseract, like, zaps himself out of the lobby, and then the place he zaps himself to, he starts getting into, like, shenanigans there. Um, so, like, I'm, I'm very curious to see how it pans out. I, like... I love Loki, and I would jump Tom Hiddleston's bones in a hot second. <laughs> um, the only time I've ever felt my, like, biological clock ticking was when I saw him live at a bro- in a Broadway show <laughs> from, like, two rows away. Um, me, me and my friend who went together were, like, clutching each other's arms, like, he came out in, like, a, like a thermal that just, like, it was a lot. Um, anyway... <laughs> And that has I been love the, Lo- the Steffi G thirst hour. <laughs> yeah. Love Loki. Love Tom Hiddleston. Looking forward to watching this show. No longer... The thing is, like, I don't trust Marvel or Star Wars, like, showrunners slash universes to give me anything that I actually want from them. Yeah, that's fair. But as with, as with Endgame, I think there will be sufficient satisfactory moments in these shows that will that I will still enjoy them like we were talking me and my roommate were talking about this again last night like the idea that like I think we've talked about this on the podcast the idea that Endgame was not a good movie or well good like well done storytelling but it had a lot of moments that really were satisfying to like the pure like ego of like in the Freudian sense of the fan like cap catching the hammer and stuff like that like yeah, like, uh, were... Infinity War was dinner and Endgame was dessert, and neither one of them worked without either, the other one. Yeah, and, like, just the the excitement of, like, watching something like that in a room with a bunch of, like, other nerds. Like, there's something to that that you can't, You can't like... get off of, like, those shows, like... Yeah, and I, well, you can't get off the shows, but, like, also, like... You can't replicate. I don't know. I, like, it's it's not. It's different from it. The, the satisfaction of a good, of a well told story. Like, it doesn't yeah. replace that, but it is still very satisfying in that dessert kind of way. Well, yeah. Disney is a Disney is a theme park company that happens to make visual media, and the visual <laughs> media often is just theme park stuff. Like, like I think we said it a couple weeks ago, but like. You know, the whole thing, people got mad at Scorsese for saying that Marvel movies are like roller coasters. But, like, to get mad at him is assuming that roller coasters aren't a worthwhile art like, form. Like, aren't enjoyable and fun. Right. Like Yeah, like, they're great. Like, when, like, Captain America caught the hammer, it's like, okay, well, like, the character development of this happened in Ultron. Like, when he budgeted it. Like, that was the, that was the story moment. This is just like, okay, cool. Like, here's some cake for you, you know? Like, seeing... I, I think this is best... The, the microcosm of this is all the women coming together for that uh, moment in the final battle yeah. to help the, Captain like, Marvel, of all people. Like, yeah, the one really character in... that doesn't need their help at all. <laughs> yeah, this, like, 
that truly does is it like a microcosm because it doesn't like give us any sort of like meaty character development it doesn't replace the fact that the women have all been kind of sidelined for 20 movies before now like it was just sweet hollow fluff just like icing that's all it was and it was it was delicious icing it looked very cool until you thought about it for like half a second like wait a minute how do half of them know each other why did it take so long they're helping Captain Marvel? Like, I don't... What's, what's the point of this scene other than to say, like, guys, we put the women together. It's like, cool, thanks. That's it. That, that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, and, like, on the Star Wars side of things, like, they announced a ton of stuff. Like, I'm excited about the Obi-Wan um, So say, that's the one that show. I'm literally excited about, is the, uh... <laughs> Obi-Wan. Because, like, that's I think it. that'll be interesting just on its own and i also am like was laughing at the coverage of it because um the the, someone put posted on twitter like screen caps of like ewan mcgregor um interview quotes (laughs) from the last like several years and apparently he just went through a very expensive and messy divorce (laughs) um and like his quotes from before the divorce are like like Star Wars fans can be kind of annoying. Like I like re- sometimes sometimes I regret doing those movies because like of like all of the like sort of people that are the are like the fan base of them. And then it's like big messy divorce. And he's like, I'm so thrilled to be a part of this series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, wait, so... <laughs> work is work. You can't knock the hustle. Exactly right. It's true. <laughs> and didn't they um, also announce that uh, Hayden Christensen's coming back as Darth Vader for that series too? He is. Yeah, it's basically just the prequels continued. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. So I'm cool. I think I think without George Lucas writing it, maybe it'll it be has good. potential <laughs> to be actually good. Oh, um, yeah. But like, I'm I'm excited for that. I'm like still a little bummed that Rosario Dawson is the one that they cast to be adult Asuka because they announced the like Asuka show that's going to be like I think live action but Rosario Dawson's like a big transphobe mm. and I don't like that yeah no yeah, I feel um, like I saw some stuff about like her dealing with that like like, like between least, her and at least like, on Gina the start Carano. of like well yeah yeah I feel like she's on the path of, like, she has made it to the point of, I'm sorry you're offended, which isn't good, but it's a step from, I'm not sorry. So, like, I don't know, maybe (laughs) she can be educated and swayed. I'm hoping. Maybe I'm just pulling that out of my ass, but, like, I don't know. Um, I hope that she gets better, because trans people don't deserve that. No. All of the cool, like, apparently, like, all of the women in The Mandalorian are, like, like, badass latin yeah like these like playing these badass roles and like they're all like these weird like latina women who have said like really shitty stuff about like black people or trans people or yes speaking of being shitty to black people aquafina has like two or three roles in like the disney slate of things coming up so there's that oh yeah yeah she's playing uh the the albatross or whatever the fuck uh scottle is in Little little mermaid yeah she's not like outright hostile towards us so at least there's that yeah she's just Uh, appropriative yeah to like a wild degree but another story for another day i guess yeah Um, and i think my my one comment on the all of the disney stuff was i think i sent it to like a a group chat of ours where i was just it's just it's a stunning amount of stuff for them to just drop and i think that there is such thing as too much yeah that's that's the problem is that i feel like i didn't get 
Also, I found out that I, at some point in, in history, blocked the Disney Plus Twitter account. <laughs> because, like, I kept clicking through to pe- people's threads and it was like, this this tweet is from an account, account you've blocked. Would you like to look at it? Like, I was like, what the, when the fuck did I do this? <laughs> um, but I didn't, I didn't, that because of that, I did not look at all of the, uh, the content because I would have had to go through and, like, unblock, unblock each individually. <laughs> You yeah. could just unblock Disney Plus. Don't tell me how to live my life. I'm not telling you how to. I'm just saying here's a way that you could. Um, so I'm telling you how you could live your life, not how to. That's dumb. That's a stupid joke. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no I, need I just to unblock hope, Disney Plus. <laughs> I just hope that uh, it doesn't, you know, dilute, like, quote-unquote dilute the brand. I'm, I'm not sitting here defending brands or anything, but, like... I don't know. Uh, when you look at, like, the old extended universe of Star Wars, like, part of the big complaint mm-hmm. about it was, like, there was just so fucking much of it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and that's why Disney initially was like, okay, we're just going to nix all of that. Yes, yeah, so they and, can build their own extended universe. Yeah, and then do the exact same fucking yeah. thing. <laughs> like, you would think there'd be quality control, but they couldn't even plan a trilogy. Yet their other content yeah. seems to be fine. Again, I was, uh, I'm ta- I've been talking with my partner about, like, maybe going back to watch the prequels, because I've never... I, not because I think they're going to be good, but I'm just curious. Um, I've seen enough uh, analysis of them, but I just kind of want to watch them as like a, eh, that's something I can put on while I'm playing on my phone. They but, are better than like the um, discourse around them is. Yeah, like, sure. Like sure. they're, they're, they're fine as movies. Like they're fine, yeah. but they're not great. Like, no, but my whole thing was like, when I get to the sequel trilogy, it's going to just be like Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and then Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> I'm going to watch Rise of Skywalker. It does. It's fair. It takes all the shortcuts that Endgame did, but without the buildup. It's like, you gave me icing, but the icing turned. It was good. <laughs> and the cake wasn't there. Um, you gave this, me a cake made of fondant. Yeah. If this was 2007, I'd make a, the cake as a lie joke. So, I, But since it's 2020, I have to make a meta, the cake as a lie joke. Or you could just make it, make it, is it, everything's cake. That was the oh, yeah, 2020, 2020 thing. Yeah, because everything is cake, so the cake is lying to you, but it's, it is there, yeah. No, um, <laughs> I forgot about that meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because this year has been wild. Tiger King came out this year, Love is Blind came out, like, lots of stuff. There were cultural things that happened this year that feel like years ago. Um, but as far as the Disney stuff, there's also the stuff that's like, quote-unquote, mainland Disney. Uh, like the stuff that's actually Disney's property that they didn't buy from somebody else. And yeah. uh, they have like the Zootopia Plus show, like a Moana show. So things that are like. The Tiana nice. show. They were like, oh, maybe we fucked up with the princess and the frog by making the black lady be a frog the entire movie. Maybe we should give her some Just, more screen time. Yeah, so I'm excited that those things are happening, like from an artistic standpoint. Um, but I guess this was like just an investors meeting. I don't know if it was. Ne- was it supposed to be a hype event or was it for the investors? And I ask that because. If I'm trying to sell something to investors, I would be like, hey, here's what you should believe in our product, our streaming service, because here's all the stuff that's coming over the next few years. Now, as far as building hype and preventing fatigue among fans, I wouldn't present it that same way. It's like, yeah, we have like 100 shows coming, but I'd say here's five so you can get excited. Yeah, the investors need to know that it's 100 so they believe in us long term. I do think it was more of an investors meeting because it is that time of year uh, because I know Square Enix just had theirs as well. Yeah, um, which I don't know. You're gonna if, put more into that than you're gonna yeah. like put in an advert, you know? Yeah, it, it makes sense. It's just you know, uh, because of the way that the internet works and exactly. the fact that like all of that information <laughs> is going to get out, like it just makes this huge info dump. I mean, like, like I could have, like... 
Like, uh, I, like, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, it just makes that whole thing, info dump look like this is just way too much stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My solution? I'm just not going to watch most of it anyway. Like, Same. I'm, like, oh, yeah. I'm happy with the end game, the Thanos saga we all had, like, as a culture, that was fun, that was great. If Marvel movies come out and they look good, I'll watch them, but it's not a priority for me anymore. If there's an extended universe, like, I have the internet right there. I'm getting old, I told my friends this. I was playing Breath of the Wild, I pulled up walkthroughs, I didn't care, like, I don't have time to be trying to figure out, run all over Hyrule, <laughs> trying to it's find fair. fucking, like, little shit seeds, which is what they are, um, not being, not joking, like, trying to figure out how to do some of these little, like, temple tests, like, nope, how do I expand my inventory, where are these screenshots at that I have to go, like, find these photo memories, like, what do I need to get the Master Sword, like, how many hearts exactly, like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to figure this out, just tell me this stuff so I can go do it, and it was fun. Still a great game. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I don't, yeah, I don't have time to not look stuff up on the internet anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and like that, you know, uh, that also plays into a lot of like modern game design. Like, you know, our our games being designed for uh, people in that mindset of like, you know, our time is more valuable than like your vision of <laughs> like. I need you to go find all 60 pieces of the Triforce in this giant ocean looking at you, Wind Waker. Like, yeah, you, you know... The Inuyasha bullshit. Yeah, it's... <laughs> the pirate You know, king. like, there, there's, like, this whole, you know... Like, what what can they sacrifice in their quote-unquote vision to make it more accessible, you know, well, yeah, in, in, in all yeah. forms of media? Yeah, it's like that tweet going around. It's like, it keeps getting memed, like, I want... I want shorter games made for less money by smaller teams that are paid more. And yeah. it's like, and like one of the games of the year, and you know, we'll get into some of this stuff that I, that Steph and I and you have played is uh, Hades. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to speed run this game. So I'm just crushing time into it rather than saying like, oh, I have to like play this big expansive overworld. Like, like, what are the games that people put, like, 400 hours into? Like, well, Skyrim, because people crossing. keep replaying it. Yeah. But stuff like <laughs> Minecraft, or, like, multiplayer shooter games, or roguelites. Like, games I mean, that are, I can quote-unquote beat it in, like, 10 hours. But I like to keep playing it anyway. Yeah. I mean, I will defend some of the bigger, like, you know, these giant open games. Like, uh, honestly, like, probably looking at my game of the year being Ghost of Tsushima. Like, just because of, like, the amount of, like cinematic beauty that is in that game in addition to it just being a fun game to play um, oh yeah you know like it, and so there is still a place for that style of, of experience it's just oh, you know absolutely. Like, like i said like with breath of the wild there were days where i'm just running around like i want to see if i can find some of these temples so i'm just gonna enjoy the scenery and moving around was fun it was fun to, it wasn't fun to climb but it's fun to jump off of stuff and <laughs> yeah you know use the glider and swim up waterfall so it was definitely fun and there was that that walking around that that wilderness and trying to jump on a horse's back or like run away from goblins that was fun and you can only do that in an open world but when it came time to find some stuff i'm like you know what this is designed pretty well but i don't personally have time for this aspect of it yeah and and that's fine because some people are like no i want to brute force all this i'm like if you have the hundred hours to put in that's cool but there's like four games i'm juggling right now yeah <laughs> yeah Speaking of Words. open world disasters, let's you want to talk about the next thing? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so transfer this, over. Yeah, transfer over. Oh um, man. Yeah. This, that, uh, oh, yeah. The whole. Shit. Yeah. So we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, Cyberpunk 2077, which came out uh, this week on the 10th. Um, and 
I don't think any of us have actually played it, so like we're not going to try to critique it as far as, as like a gameplay. A, yeah, from a gameplay standpoint, other than like what has been reported about like the actual Glitches functionality and... of the game. Yeah, because um, from all the like, secondhand, third-hand experiences that we have. Yeah, because like I have friends who are playing it and who are having a good time with it. But that said, I also have to go by what my eyes are seeing of a lot of like the technical issues within the game and how that that is kind of reflecting poorly on it as a whole Mm -hmm. Um, on top of all of the issues we've discussed ad infinitum on this podcast in previous weeks and months yeah um content so i actually while we were getting ready for the podcast actually what like during the intro i found like an article popped up for me on my newsfeed on my phone saying that um apparently the playstation store has begun to issue refunds for uh cyberpunk 2077 which is a thing that sony usually does not do um there have there kind of have to be extenuating circumstances for them to start issuing refunds like they're kind of one of the stores that is not super good at it um and the circumstances for this one are like it is nigh unplayable on like a baseline ps4 I was going to say, like, it's not, it's, like, it don't, it don't work on the console that people have. Yes. Not uh, on the current gen one. I think it works on PS5, if you're one of the ten people that got one. Yes. I was going to say, like, the console that people have. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm specifically specifically saying a baseline PS4, because apparently it works fine on a Pro most of the time, just with the normal glitches that people have been reporting, which are anything from hilarious to, like, frustrating from what it can seem. Um, So what is the hilarious glitch? Uh, so a couple examples of hilarious glitches I saw. Jason Schreier, uh, the Bloomberg video game reporter now, um, reported that um, <laughs> he said that it was a, you know, cyberpunk would be a great experience if it wasn't that his game was covered in tiny trees. Because <laughs> <laughs> everywhere he went, there are just these tiny trees that pop in. <laughs> um, Those are just little, like, simulations of The Witcher. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it's... Uh, Things like that. Uh, somebody else uh, in in the giant bomb circle just posted um, that like their favorite glitch, and in they included a screenshot, is uh, when they're driving their car and their character T poses at the top of the car with their <laughs> butt ass naked butt in the <laughs> camera. <laughs> and apparently, that's every time they get in their car. <laughs> My favorite one was, like, if you adjust your, your dick slider up too high, like, it can clip through your pants. Like. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Which, you know. There's yeah, also glitches. Who knows? There's also glitches that are giving people the incorrect genitals when they look in a mirror. So, like, they'll have <laughs> made a character that, like, is, like, like has a penis a or whatever. And, like, when they go and look in a mirror, they do not. And it's caused, like, these people to have, like, mini identity crises <laughs> online. <laughs> which is very funny. Because it's, like, a lot of people who are, you know, like, hyper-masculine about it, and then being like, what the heck, like, I don't have a dick now? And it's like, yeah, sure, you don't. Like Your worst nightmare. Yeah, I hate to tell you, bud, but <laughs> hate it, to tell it's you, gone. That dick was never real. It was yeah. just pixels to begin with. <laughs> it's um, a dickman of your imagination. <laughs> uh, has it you always know, been real? <laughs> and, you know, like, so, like... So Not those... to get you astronaut with a gun meme about it. <laughs> Though, like, so those, you know, aren't, aren't, it's not, like, those can be funny, you know, or whatever. And, like, that was part of what got Skyrim such recognition when it came out was that it was full of glitches. But when you make your team crunch for 
basically the better part of a year and then put out a product that is um laughably glitchy yeah like and like to the point of being non-functional on Mm -hmm. specific consoles or in specific circumstances like that's not okay it's Um, not a good sign for like your method yeah and you know it's a lot of frustration for me comes from the fact that people are just so willing to give cd project red a pass on this because of their history and development of the witcher which is a good game like i enjoyed the witcher 3 but I don't think that you should excuse the behavior of a studio, like, going forward for something that they've done in the past. Absolutely. Well, like, do they, like, I don't know all the context here, but, like, did they, is it just that the Witcher series are good? Or is it that, like, they were less crunchy and more responsible on the Witcher I games? I think we know less about the development process of The Witcher. Like, I just don't think it was as heavily reported on at the time because it was a smaller series. Like, it wasn't uh-huh. this big, like, ex- anticipated event at the time. Yeah, the people making si- yeah. the people making The Witcher 3 weren't the people who had made The Witcher 3. They were yeah. just CD Projekt Red. Yeah, and gotcha. so, like, we, we probably have less of an idea as to how they were behaving at that time yeah so that came out in 2015 so like height of gamergate you couldn't even really talk about like crunch practices without just getting doxed out of the internet anyway so yeah. um which you know is still happening with uh people who reviewed uh, C- uh mm-hmm. cyberpunk 2077 in a negative manner like who or even people who truth. were like hey this gave me epilepsy yes like, uh which you know like that wasn't a glitch that was programmed into the game um but like they said they're they're addressing that which good you should but you know why did you like, do this in the first place why did that's you a start with that yeah like why did this pass cert why did you know this like yeah. who thought this was a good idea like all of that kind of stuff but that's yeah, and i think but... there should be bigger like warnings in games because people are like well every game has like a, a seizure warning on i'm like yeah because it's a light-based product but like the the amount of seizure warning you need for like your standard mario game is not the same you might need for let's say uh tetris effect that has like purposely trippy effects like yeah. hey like hey press a because you know here's your safety warning the games may cause flashing lights like okay a and it's like okay cool that you got past the system one here's one from tetris this game has fucking flashing lights and might give you a seizure so like we're not joking around with that we're not just covering our ass we're letting you know that if you play this game it might be bad like yeah and i think that just that's something that's something like from an accessibility standpoint that definitely needs to be addressed better um you know like it was a it was a new thing like for like Game Boy Advance and GameCube era, so, like, early 2000s, mid-2000s, of, like, those epilepsy warnings even being a thing at the beginning of games. Oh, yeah, and DS, you always had to, like, uh-huh. tap the screen to continue. That was, I remember yeah. that. So, like, you know, we're still kind of, like, in the... I, like, unfortunately, still unfortunately, somehow in the... Unfortunately in the nascent. Yeah, still, unfortunately, somehow in the nascent era of, like, this being a thing that needs to be addressed, but, like, it definitely needs to be addressed in a better manner. Absolutely. Um, and, and, like, I, I just don't, to return to, your, like, your earlier point, I don't understand how you, like, and I guess that the the, the crux of this issue is that I, like, do, these are people who are not behaving in, an, in a rational way, but, like, how do you get forgive a company for their labor practices because you like that thing they made? Yeah, uh, it's a I, lot of like what is wrong with. Um, just I actually saw consumer a really, culture in general. Yeah, with honestly. consumer culture in general, I saw a really good article today about how um, 
the hype culture around game releases and how it's like people create their identities based on being hyped for a specific game release or a specific company releasing a game is bad. And like, it's actually like one of the more toxic things that has happened within the gaming culture sphere is like that we now have people who create their entire identity based upon like, I like, you know, this specific, like I like Activision's Call of Duty games. Every time they put one out, I'm going to be hype about it. And I'm always going to like shit talk somebody who thinks otherwise. Um, yeah, like someone, I, I think it was, was it a Kotaku article? I don't know. But she's like, the, the, the writer, I said she, I don't actually know. I apologize. The writer said that, you know, these people paid for this game two years ago. So anyone who says anything bad about it is automatically like a trade or someone trying to hurt them. Yeah. But then the game comes they, out and they're like, oh shit, this game's actually garbage, like made in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. People were getting death threats for their bat, their seven out of ten reviews, but like three days Jesus. later, the user score is like one because it's just so glitchy. And yeah. it's like, yeah, we told you it was messed up. But you're mad because we insulted the thing you assumed would be perfect. That all we were doing was just letting you know that this game is really glitchy, like, yeah, and, and, and transphobic. And like, but like, I guess also, on the flip side. Yeah transphobic and there's also you know like it, it's apparently like the story's not great like they just didn't do a good job with the source material that they had like it's you know it, a people who bought this game two years ago are tying it into their part of their identity that this is a thing that is part of them yes yeah, to the death and exactly you know, people Most do that. Most of the shit that I bought ten, two years ago is deeply cringe to me now, and yeah. I regret spending the money on it. Yeah, and and you know, like I won't say that I'm not guilty of sometime in my past being that hard of like a, um, you know, Final Fantasy fourteen person. Okay, well, or like a fanboy in general. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen is a good game, and like you know, I'm. Like, it is now. <laughs> yeah, it is now. Yeah. But, you know, but like you know, like for lack of a better term, like simping for things that hard you know like being oh, like this yeah, definitely like everybody We've has done that there. but hopefully you've grown as a person to be able to like recognize when things aren't good and like that you shouldn't tie your identity to a corporation and yeah. it's even funnier to me personally that this is a game that is ostensibly about like being punk like being punk and being anti-corporate and like cyberpunk specifically like this whole like you know information warfare like you know against like a corporatocracy and yet you're sitting here worshiping the like, company that for the made devs, it. <laughs> like the production company God. yeah it's like that meme where the face is like oh it's like hey anti-corporatism like transhumanism like being better pre people like not falling for nonsense and the face is like wow cool robot arm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is not just the fans like a lot of properties have missed that as well um yeah and yeah. someone's I mean, pointed I guess, out like at, at some point you can't like d like like i said like all of us have done that like i'm here both being pissed at disney for laying off more of their people and also really excited to watch the television shows they probably paid tom hiddleston millions of dollars to uh to star in right so like what well, it can't, is it's like you don't want to cast too many stones but like also be like i'm also aware and acknowledge that there are problems yeah yeah it, it, it's tough because like the art does have a special meaning to people. Like, I'm not going to excuse people that went to Disney World during the pandemic, but I understand the the want to do it. I don't understand ignoring all the red flags, but I understand wanting to. Not because they are... I think a lot of people are brainwashed at this point, but like at the heart of it, it's not, oh, Disney's such a great company, I want them to have my money. It's, 
I liked Mickey Mouse at a point in my life, and he means a lot to me. It makes me feel good when I see him. And Disney's, like, aesthetic means a lot to me. Um, and that's how I am with Sonic stuff. That's why I'm like, man, I can't wait to go see this movie. I bet it won't even be good. Um, but it'll make me feel like a kid again. And that feeling means a lot to me. And it's like... Joke's well, what, on you. That movie was great. It, it actually was a lot better than I had any right to be. Um, but I, I think that's what a lot of it is, is the art means a lot to people. And unfortunately, it's a corporation that has the power over these things. And you saw that a lot this week, like where Nintendo's just shitting on all the fans stuff that people are making and making it very difficult yeah. to want to support them. And it's like, but like, I don't know. I, like whenever I see Mario, I'm like, oh, I go back to like five-year-old me. I'm like, it's a Mario brother. Like, it's cool. It's Mario. First like, you yeah. see Mario hey, and then you, what, how did you feel then when you saw Sephiroth murder Mario? Fucking great is how I felt. It, it was actually hilarious. <laughs> I, I don't um, know. Are, are people forgetting that Ridley already killed Mario once? Like, I thought it was he killed Luigi. Ridley no, he killed, killed Mega Man and Mario. Oh. Luigi well, got killed by like seeing Dracula. Oh, right. <laughs> But, uh, you know, just to, like, kind of tie up the, the cyberpunk chat here, yeah. you know, it's, um, I I don't want to, like, it's one of those things where I always want to support the game developers if, you know, like, they've made a good product. And, you know, I, I honestly don't like shit-talking on games a whole lot. I prefer to, to say, like, it's not for me. Um, that said, I think that this is a thing that you should be able to look at and say, hey, do better. <laughs> Um, in so many different ways, like the handling of like transgender issues and like, you know, all of these like different things, like, like do better and maybe don't support them with all of your like wallet and all of your like time. All your time. Like, just like, yeah, I think that's me. (laughs) Sorry. No, I think part of it is like kind of ties into what we're saying is I don't want to shit talk people for putting out a bad product because sometimes it's out of their control but i will should talk somebody for putting out bad art so the fact that they had to be pushed to crunch and it probably messed up their like process that's why it's a bad product and glitchy like i'm not going to shit talk the dev who was forced to stay there for like 72 hours and straight like i'm not going to shit talk that um but i will shit talk like the transphobia like that that's not like that was an accident where like someone like had bad leadership skills or there's a toxic gaming culture that made that have to happen. That's just something they put in the game. Like the racism that's like often that in the cyberpunk stories that's in here. Did you have to do that? You know what I mean? Like you put yeah. out kind of like anytime people are like, Oh, there's no black people in like this mythology. Cause Europe doesn't have black people. Like you put out bad art, That that's like, the, like those like the cat people that are basically just Romani and Skyrim like okay it's a bad artistic decision the fact that the glitches are there that's just funny like I don't like that's that's whatever like <laughs> that happens you know everyone makes mistakes but if you did something that's not a mistake I don't feel bad saying bad things about that yeah as much. and you know on, on top of that like um maybe don't like when when you temper your expectations is, yeah, a, is a good way to put it you know like I can be like I'm sitting here and I'm like you know it would be it'd be hypocritical of me to say that I'm not excited about certain games that are in development or on the horizon you know like Final Fantasy 16 like that looks cool that's a thing that I'm into but I'm not going to make it my identity and I'm not going to make myself believe that it's going to be the best thing in the world you know I I'm very much a person who says like maybe don't pre-order stuff you know like temper your expectations understand that like you know, their their goal in the end, they are a corporation, their goal is to make money. So, like, every bit of hype that you buy into is just doing exactly what they want you to do. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't be bad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Like, I guess, and speaking you know, of speaking of bad hype and uh, yeah. basically what I I mm. would like to call the uh, the Jeff Keeley circle jerk. Well, let's talk about the the game awards. Hey, you know nothing wrong with a good old circle jerk as, everyone, as long as everyone's consenting to be there. You know, <laughs> yeah, I did not consent to be at the game awards, <laughs> but you weren't there though. Like you didn't have to. Be, you know what I mean? Like it's correct. I like, was not there. <laughs> so it's all it's all above board. But yeah, the uh, Jeff Keeley circle jerks were this past Thursday, and. Um, <laughs> I think as gamers, we were properly jerked. Um, he's in a colloquial sense, whether it was, you know, jerked or flicked, whatever you want to, whatever, you know, you got going on. You were pleasured um, by the Keeley. Yeah, the Keeley, the, the, the Keeley Pleasure Fest was this Thursday. That's a much better Yuck. way to say it. Somehow still sounds gross, but, you know, that's, that's the line yeah, the Keeley reveal Yuck. rolls on. Um, but yeah, it was, it was something that's called an award show, and they do give out some awards. But it's mostly just, like, trailers and hype stuff and like that. And for all intents and purposes, it, it succeeded at its job. A lot of people are like, oh, that looks nice. That looks fun. Like, <laughs> yes, it did a very good job as a marketing event. <laughs> yeah. and But I think we're, now we're starting to be more savvy as, like, gamers. We're like, this is an advertising event. Like, yeah. we're, tu- we're tuning in to be advertised to. We understand that. That's all part of the thing. Um, and we want to see some people get recognized for their hard work, if at all possible. Yeah, the awards um, are basically just a like, uh, kind of formality. like a veil. Yeah, like a formality or like a, a like a, a thing that they put in just because they're like, well, we can't just. E three was already a thing, <laughs> which it is not now, mm-hmm. but we can't just do another one of those. We need to have a reason for it. So let's give out awards that are based upon like a panel of judges and have, like, seem to be so out of touch with what the actual mood is around games at the time yeah so you know i I actually that's why i really appreciate the game awards um not because they're like a good thing but because it gives us the air of legitimacy of like the oscars and the grammys (laughs) that are horribly out of touch and do shit like that yeah and um it kind of makes it feel like it's a real industry when you have like a (laughs) quote-unquote governing body just like out of touch people who vote for things that only like yeah. old white people like yeah, yeah. basically I, I i appreciate that like it makes it feel legitimate like so let's fix all these things but i guess the first step is to have the bad thing. it's i'm half joking half you well, know, whatever i feel like we already had the bad thing because didn't like spike tv used to do like a video game awards like the no, vgas that was, or something that was just bad though like okay. they didn't have the air of legitimacy behind it like they're like because on spike tv that has like mansers and stuff that actually was pretty informative <laughs> but it was like guys here's some boobs here's some beer hey but also did you know <laughs> and you're like whoa I, I didn't know that that's actually interesting <laughs> um like they had one segment this is off topic but it's funny to me like within the same episode they had like how many times do a woman's boobs bounce in a typical day and i'm like that's i mean i'm 14 i'd like to know that that's interesting like it was like pit and cmu had worked on this and even then i'm like you know what this was probably for something positive like you know, there's probably a real reason why they did this, but Mansers are like, we just want to hear, see titties bounce, so thank you. But in that same episode, they're like, hey, do you know how long you can hold your bladder? Like, what'll help you? Like, would it be this person or that person? They're like, yeah, depending on how much salt you eat. I'm like, this is pointless, but it's interesting. Weird framing, whatever. And that's the channel that gave us the game, the VGAs. So, yeah. like, no wonder that's not there anymore. <laughs> but, um, lots of trailers, lots of... I mean, a lot of awards were given. A lot of them just were blown over, though. Which yeah. is kind of, again, like the Grammys. Well, um, it's, it's it's telling when you have an award for, like, you know, best video game score, and then you don't even, like, talk about the composers who made it possible, or, like, the musicians, or anything like that. Like, you know, it's... 
disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first award they gave out during the show that wasn't the pre-show was like best performance. Um, and it went to somebody for The Last of Us 2, which, you know, po- that, that's possible. It's weird to see like a best performance award get given. I don't know which ones, that how they choose which ones they give out, probably depending on who they want to give what awards to. What is performance? Was like that? playing the game or no, like, like voice the, performance? Yeah, like voice, voice performance. performance. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was like the actresses behind Abby and uh, Ellie Ellie from The Last of Us 2. And like Logan Cunningham was up for Hades in Hades, which is like, it's a shame you can only get nominated for like For the one, one role. Yeah, because yeah. he did like several voices. Like, yo, I, by that fact alone, you would think that he could win over somebody who only did one voice, like just out of sheer like lifting but you know it's whatever it's also kind of weird that like last of us 2 got two entries into that yeah that seems kind of unfair yeah and and like uh i i saw a very good discussion about how um i can't remember his name but the the japanese voice actor for the japanese dub of ghost of tsushima didn't win and people were like well let's you know like this is for american audiences like they don't they're not gonna know if that's good or not like yeah that's kind of tough and yeah but, um, Which is unfair because he did a very good job as yeah. somebody who is currently playing through that game in Japanese. So yeah, I've uh, definitely heard some performances where I'm like, I don't know what this language is, but one of these doesn't sound like as good as the other ones, so I can guess. Um, but yeah, so they gave out a bunch of awards, a um, bunch of trailers. They started off with Smash as their first presentation, which shocked me. I thought they would make people wait. That's the first thought, thing that happened. I thought there they... wasn't going to be a Smash reveal this time, just because. Well, they announced it. That there was yeah. going to be. That's well, why they announced I was it like the day before, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, that's it's going to actually happen. Like that was. It's not like we just got ourselves in a tizzy, and that was hype. And a lot of people were like, oh, I bet y'all are forgave Nintendo. We're like, no, we're just hype no. about this thing that's coming to it. Like, yeah, it's literally prob- the, the theme of every <laughs> of every t- topic we've discussed tonight. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like no fuck Nintendo. Like, but like it's cool that Sephiroth is here. Like, still probably not going to buy it because hell yeah. Well, I haven't bought the pass because I'm broke. Um, yeah. And those I also have not. Everybody else off. <laughs> I also have not bought the pass, but uh, I felt like this one was specifically targeted. To, there's this one guy in Ohio who really likes Final Fantasy. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let him. Let's make him buy this fighter's pass now. And everyone's um, like, "Cool, we're finally going to get another Final Fantasy song in Smash." <laughs> yeah. Take us up to three. Uh, but no, but Sephiroth's reveal. People are like a safe bet, but completely unexpected. Like I didn't see it coming. Like I. I did not see Sephiroth coming to Smash, but it's pretty cool. Um, I thought for sure that if they did another Final Fantasy entry, it would be, like, another main character from, like, either one of their recent re-releases or, like, you know, something that's come to Switch recently. Yeah, um, honestly, I thought Sora had a better chance from Sephiroth just because of double dipping, not rights. If Like, rights notwithstanding, I would assume they would have went someone who was not just just from the like, same final fantasy as yeah specifically from the same final fantasy as cloud yeah so i was surprised but the end i was like that's that's pretty cool okay like yeah yeah cool um and i'm there's also the rumor going around that that's not who they would have released right now but everyone's pissed off and nintendo's like fine drop sephiroth like <laughs> we, need <to> turn, yeah. <laughs> we need to turn tide real quick they, they were really gonna do another fire emblem character but they were like oh fuck we can't do that right now like <laughs> Honestly, if we didn't have like six, like three or four Marths to begin with, I don't think that would even be such a meme. Because honestly, Byleth doesn't play like the other Fire Emblem characters at all. Like, like they're very different. Like, 
Corrin and Robin really aren't the same either. It's just that there's like there's three Marths already in the game. There's like what hold on, there's there's Marth, Lucina, Roy, Krom. They all play exactly the same, and then there's uh Ike who's a little who's different. But that's four people that are the exact same movesets. Doesn't like, doesn't Krom play more like Ike than he does like Marth? Um I think I know that he I, has I, Marth's I, moveset, but Ike's up B. Oh, okay. I that think it's sense. it's one of those things, but he's basically like Eh, split the difference. He's not really, but he's also like sort of an echo fighter. But still, yeah. it's it's a it's, you count him. Um, but that was fun. Uh, there's I don't know. There's a bunch of reveals. Like there's a Left for Dead. It's not really Left for Dead, but it's just Left for Dead again. Yeah, wasn't and, it? What was it called Fight for Survival or something like that? Something for something. Like yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> but it's like the same people who made Left for Dead. Like had left Valve. Yeah, and I made the joke. I'm like, Valve is so adverse to making a third game that they will just let someone else make the same game in another like company. So they're like, <laughs> "There's no Left for Dead three, but there is another Left for Dead." Like, guys, come on, like, just make Left for Dead three. Like, no, but they can, uh, which is fine. It's it looks like it'll be fun. More bang bang shooty games. There was also some non bang bang shooty games. So that's cool. Exciting. And uh, yeah, it's overall pretty good pretty good advertisement show but as far as awards i think is where the problems actually did start like for once (laughs) the awards were the big controversy yeah um so i'm of two minds of this there are legitimate reasons to be mad at naughty dog and the last of us two part two because of crunch well mostly just because of crunch actually that's the main thing right like just the production cycle i don't think there was like anything in the game that was like fairly objectionable right yeah, I yeah. don't think so. Yeah, there was nothing problematic, I mean. No, there, there were a lot of reasons. There was a lot of discourse around, like, uh, people, like, being mad about the fact that there was a trans character in it. And, yeah. You know, so that's like that. Like, I don't consider that a legitimate reason to be upset about the game. No. Um, but there were some things like, oh, you know what, I don't, I don't think this was paced very well. Like, mm, I don't think they gave you a good pacing to appreciate Abby as a person, like yeah. what kind of ham fisted or the story wasn't super great. Like the ending was kind of, yeah, meh. those, are, those like... are fair complaints. Like not as someone who hasn't played it, the people I've seen that liked it were like, it was fine, which is cool. That's mm-hmm. it's fine for art to only be quote unquote seven, eight out of 10. That's fine. So there's people like, eh, I really don't think last of us deserved it. I would have went with like ghost of Tsushima or Hades or, yeah, or even I, Animal Crossing, not Doom and Final Fantasy. Those were like, I feel like those were just there to fill out the ranks, honestly. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> don't get me wrong, like, Final Fantasy, like, the remake was very good, but it, like, no, not. It also. Game. It have the like, cultural reaches. Also, also jumped yeah. the ball at the end. Yeah. And, and like, it's just one of those things where, like, I always feel like they go into these award shows with, like, a goal. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> this game is going to get recognition. These games are not. <laughs> you know, like, it's. And that just. it. That I just don't. That's why I kind of don't like that award show in particular. <laughs> but yeah. um, oddly enough, though, like Final Fantasy VII did get the score and music, mm-hmm. but but Last of Us got audio design, which again probably deserves. Here's the thing that I'll say though, and a lot of people are making this claim, which I'm going to be that pedantic asshole who's going to well actually people, but I'm not saying it to them. It's just kind of saying it, like hearing me say it. Um, I don't think it's bad that Last of Us Part Two won for game direction. I think its production was bad, but like the artistic direction was probably fine. That said, I personally think that a game should not be eligible for awards really at all if it has bad business and production practices. 
So, like, if you put out the best 10 out of 10 game, it has all these features, but you can skip what you want. It tells the best story ever. Somehow super everybody accessible. likes it. Yeah, super but, accessible. Like, yeah, really, super accessible. You know, like, like, there's nothing bad you can say about this game, except it was made through Crunch. Shouldn't be eligible for big awards, I don't think, personally. Um, yeah. That, that would be, like, a pretty decent way to put pressure on the, the industry, developers. Yeah. Like. Yeah, because or, or, I think... Yeah, not the developers. Sorry, the uh, the produce like the actual companies. Publishers and stuff. Yeah, publishers. Yeah. Um, but like, and that said, it, it, you know, that's just my personal feeling of it, um, because I don't think it's fair to say Last of Us Part Two was a trash game. I think just Bigot said that. Um, people who said it's a mediocre game, that's fine. Um, but it's cool to see like Hades up there, a smaller team who didn't answer emails after Friday at five, had uh, you know, forced time off. Like you have to take days off. Um, it's unlimited PTO, but you have a minimum you have to take. They avoided crunch and had a very good studio. Surprise, surprise, made a game that was that you could consider indie, but it's so good it's up there with all these other AAA games. Is like, hey, we're here too, and people are like, yeah, that game probably could have won. Is uh, is a kind of won. good thing to see, I think. Yeah. It won a couple awards though, so that's. But I want to coin the term Keeley bait. How we have Oscar bait. I think that should really be there because Last of Us Part Two is such a keely bait type of game like oh there's like there's a little bit of social progressiveness in it it did have some good accessibility options that i heard so i'll give them that um but it's an industry giant they did all this stuff they claim to be really artistic it's the closest you can get to oscar bait i think in the game sphere and i won't rest until people start saying keely bait for games like this in the future (laughs) that's my new hill i want to die on but yeah um that's pretty much it for the game awards this was a very industry, as a very games-heavy podcast, yeah. more yeah. than usual. And, and you know, like I, I don't know. I, I, I just want. I, yeah. I want. I want things to do better. I want them to do better. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty I want much things it. to do better, and I want people to do better. Yeah, but hey, um, you know, Sephiroth looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't let your dick glitch through your pants. Crunch <laughs> leads to more glitches. Um, here's an ad read, and then we're going to blow through topics to finish this off, hopefully before 120. I think we can do the rest in 10, 10 20 minutes. Just talk real um, fast. Oh, yeah. We've done, we've done longer before. Nothing wrong with a little bit of longness, I always say. Anyway, hmm. you want to know That's how yuck. you can go harder and go longer with coffee. With it'll coffee. help keep you up. It'll keep you energized so you can work harder. Um, it'll keep you up if you know what we're saying. Yeah, that that's kind of what we're saying, I think. It'll keep you up or whatever your alternative would be because we're inclusive, you know? Like, it's <laughs> Unlike cyberpunk. Unlike yeah. cyberpunk, we are not going to judge you. <laughs> um, I will judge you if you like cheese. No, it's just a running joke. Anyway, coffee's good. Black people are good. Queer people are good. So you bring that all together, what do you get? Grinding Coffee Company. They're our sponsor. It's, it's great. They make good products. Steph, they make good products, right? Oh, yeah, they make good products. I had a, a cup of their Mexican chocolate coffee just this afternoon. Hell yeah. It was very good. And it's like, I'm out of creamer, so I just like put like a little scoop of Ovaltine in it just to like give it a little bit of extra something. You, so and... hold on. You are the first person I've ever heard who actually <laughs> drinks their Ovaltine. <laughs> well, I only own it because my roommate has it. Okay. My roommate, my roommate consumes a lot of Ovaltine. I have Ovaltine because my roommate purchases it. <laughs> and I have been uh, like uh, 
stealing Steal. it for my yeah. own purposes. <laughs> okay. I was really like excited that like be sure to drink your Ovaltine applied to somebody. Well, it does. Well, it kind of does still. So that's good. Did, yeah, it, but... did, it, did it enhance the flavor or? Yeah, just like putting a scoop of hot chocolate in your coffee, like. Oh, gotcha. Because you drink your coffee with chocolate creamer, right? Yeah, no sugar, but yes, creamer. See, I'm more of a sugar, no creamer guy. I'm. Um, that's because and... you're lactose intolerant. Mostly, yeah. And I'm a just straight black coffee person, so. Well, I'm a gay black got, coffee person. We've so. got. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's not what I was talking about, but, (laughs) you know. I always like to be Uh, buy some coffee. Um, And if you want to buy some coffee, you can follow the link in our description, our partner link, and use the code CHARACTERREVEAL for a discount. It's great. Hell yeah. Just With an addery like that, how how, how could you resist some delicious coffee? So, yeah. Grinding Coffee Company, link in the description, code CHARACTERREVEAL for a discount. And... Yeah, get 30% off. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's, um, let's blaze through some stuff. So, uh, Blazing Speed, there's probably going to be a Sonic coming to Netflix, like a show. Yeah. They posted it and took it down real fast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Oh, God, we can't let them know. They should put the original, like, uh, Saturday morning cartoon series of Sonic on Netflix. They did. I I thought they did. Did they take it down, though? Because I don't think it's on there still. Oh, I don't know. I remember, actually, it was last year around around this time when we did our Big Drunk podcast and stuff came down. The next day I watched, um... One episode of Sonic X, and then one of like the goofy one. Um, not say, I remember end, like a child one. and the spaceship, and what was what was happening? I don't remember. <laughs> Some nonsense. They were in. <laughs> so space. yeah, they have Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic X, but not the Sad AM one with Sally oh, in it, which yeah, is a that's shame. The, that's the good one. And then there's Sonic Underground, the worst one probably. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sonic X is here. It's the one that loosely follows the the games. And it's, it's weird. Whatever, I'll get that out of here. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I'd like to see. Speaking Sonic of Saturday series. morning cartoons, I have been watching more Animaniacs, and it continues to be good. Oh yeah, Animaniacs continues to be good. It definitely picks up steam around like the sixth, seventh episode, which is halfway mm-hmm. through. But like, I think they got a rhythm, and some of the jokes are like, I think we just watched the tenth and eleventh episodes. We're 11 and 12 out of 13. Mm-hmm. They literally like laugh out loud funny. I'm like, they really hit the rhythm. It felt like classic with a new update. Um, and I really like nice. the character that all three have. So, Yeah. Um, I appreciate that uh, Dot isn't just the cute one anymore, but she still does have like that as a personality trait, but uh-huh. also like has other personality trait, which they always all did, but you know. Wacko did they change the? Them. Did they change it in the in the theme song? Did it used to be Dot is cute and Yakko Yaks? Yeah, it, yeah. it was that. Now and they changed okay. it. Dot has wit. Yeah, I think to be more like uh, up, up with the times. Although I wish yeah, they would have like, changed oh. more of the lines because it doesn't roll as well. Like it doesn't have the yeah. same flow. But it doesn't matter. It still fits, yeah. and it, the scene looks better now too. Because it goes from a yeah. stage to a table to another table. Rather than they're just standing there. Yeah, and Wacko still packs away the snacks, which was always my favorite line. Yes. So. Yes. It's a dumpster full it's of very relater. Re- very relatable. <laughs> yes. So that's cool. More cartoons. And, uh, oh, that Disney stuff is about the show. Or is about all the shows. That's different. Um, iCarly reboot. I don't know if you guys care about that at all. I just think it's funny. <laughs> I know that. I don't understand. I know that one. Uh, Indonesian VTuber is extremely excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It will probably be less 
prairians and with fewer feet? Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know about less because I think it's the same people doing it. So but like I mean like don't we know like did hasn't whoever Dan Schneider whoever been like out as a perv? Like is uh, he still producing things? Uh I didn't really look into it. He's not officially So how to put he's not uh, he's still in the allegedly phase of being a perv, but like no one doesn't believe it. So like uh. Because it was clearly, like, in there. So it's like, well, if you weren't a perv, like, you were making pervy art for kids. Um, that said, like, yeah, you see some of the jokes in iCarly. Like, okay, like, this is either this is, like, for a creepy man or it's for a creepy man trying to make stuff for creepy teenagers. Because <laughs> um, I remember liking that show when I was, like, the same age as those people, I think. Mm-hmm. If I recall, like, I think um, Jeanette McCurdy is, like, a year younger than me. Uh-huh. So that's a weird thing to think about. I'm like, yeah, that was a kid's show that I was the same age as the people acting in it. So that's kind of weird, but whatever. Um, but I'm just laughing because I don't know what the demographic will be for iCarly in 2020 if they're if they have aged since then. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. But hey, you know, cool. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they do make some feet jokes. Fine. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna have my feet out. Like, why would I do that? That would be weird, wouldn't it? And, and it's like, yeah, it would be weird. I hope oh, they make yeah, fun of Dan right. Schneider because gross dudes need to leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Funimation's gonna acquire Crunchyroll, so that's probably bad. Yeah, I love I, to have a monopoly. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I was like, I thought Crunchyroll was already owned by VRV, Verve, or whatever. So I'm kind of confused as to like whether or not like all of vrv is being sold to funimation or funimation is just buying off the section of crunchyroll or whatever yeah but, i don't know about vrv yeah. verb i don't i don't know if they just like gave you a license to it or what but um sony pictures entertainment inc announced that at&t and warner media agreed to sell crunchyroll to funimation hmm. uh the purchase <laughs> price for the transaction was estimated by sony to be 1.75 billion dollars yeah i mean it might it might be that they just sold like just that specific part of of it who knows uh but it's like like probably a fucking like more like better monetary deal for them like there's probably more profit in it but it blows my mind that uh the same it was the same cost that's that was the floor for the bidding for simon and schuster the publishing company was 1.75 bill and that's like one fifth of publishing in the U.S. Jeez. And then Crunchyroll for the same price. There's something about that. Well, that yeah. I mean, when you strangely. like, I think we talked about like Bethesda being bought by Microsoft earlier this year, and like the insane amount of money that cost. Oh wow, that was the. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. This has been a wild year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's probably bad for the industry as a whole. So all I can say is I hope we like we at least get some treats out of the world getting worse because that's yeah. what's happening. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's too much worse, because, like, Crunchyroll wasn't really a production company. Like, they were mainly streaming. Like, I think they had a couple original series. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm not too sure how much of an effect this will have on, like, the... Competition like, of pr- anime production. Yeah. That's and a like, good point, yeah. And, know. like, or, like, if it's just more of, like, a, acquiring their streaming assets and, like, the ability to, like you know, and, like, their streaming audience, for that matter. And, like, for all I know, like, I don't want to, like, I don't think any companies being bought is ever going to be bene- to the benefit of the consumer. But at least that does mean that p- 
people who have Crunchyroll will probably now have access to Funimation uh, streaming as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is hopefully, since something, some monopolistic thing is happening, like Disney buying Marvel and Star Wars, like, well, could the, could the fans at least get something out of this other than screwed? Like, like it's not good for Disney to own all this, but like, could you at least let Boba Fett meet Deadpool? Like, no. I'm like, then why do you own this? Then like, <laughs> give us something. Like, because we can't stop you from ruling the world. Could you at least like give us some rainbows while we're there? Like. <laughs> Make the make the dystopia at least like one of those fake utopias. Like, didn't you read Brave New World? Like, give us that. <laughs> but hey, on a, on, a, on a brighter side of, uh, you know, like uh, corporate monopolies, I believe uh, Facebook is going to be facing uh, con- Ooh, yeah, congressional facing... congressional investigation as to whether they should be broken up as a like tech monopoly. That's so, good. Cannot uh, wait for that, baby. Yeah. So. Delete your Facebook and your Instagram or anything that Mark Zuckerberg owns, and then laugh as he loses court battles. And then we can get it back. Yeah. Maybe I think I think getting WhatsApp and Oculus is what made people like. Wait a minute, hold on. What do you need like like the communication app and VR for? These are completely unrelated. Like you're trying to rule the world or some shit. Yeah. Oh wait, who was I listening to? I don't. Remember. Well, some podcast I was talking about is apparently Amazon has gotten into the Fitbit. Uh-huh. Uh. Market. Oh, I thought they owned like, that with, already, huh? With like an Amazon branded Fitbit device, like esque device, but the way you use it, it's like low key recording all the time, and like is going to like tell you whether your like your your phrasing could be more positive, or if like you sounded like you were in- invested in the conversation or whatever. But also, you're supposed to take like for fitness purposes, you're supposed to take like an underwear selfie that it puts into that it makes into like a sim of you yeah i'm sure that won't get hacked or like exploited in some way like jeff bezos already has everything else he does not need my underwear selfie he doesn't need your nudes (laughs) like (laughs) well it's like it's just like syndrome said once they have everybody's nudes they have nobody's nudes (laughs) (laughs) you know in in the Incredibles. Yeah, that, wasn't that the theme of that movie? <laughs> <laughs> that has to be. Pro- that's one of the dumbest things I've ever said. Uh, but that's yeah. fine. There's new depths to get lower. Look, if America can reach a new low every week, so can I. Um, <laughs> Fair. Uh, I wish it wasn't. All right. And we have like two more things to talk yeah, about. Two more things. I don't have a lot to say about this, but hey, you ever want to fall in love with a chicken man? So no. Lifetime, for some reason, worked with KFC to produce sponsored content, but I don't get to what end they did this for. Well, actually, well, they actually I know fucking... why they did this, actually, but there's a KFC uh, Lifetime romance movie starring Mario Lopez as the colonel. KFC made that fucking um, dating sim yeah. with the colonel a while ago, so this might just be like their part of their like long-term strategy of getting into like like pseudo ironic like meme marketing like trying to get that like sweet like wendy's on twitter kind of oh for sure yeah. wendy's They're and totally are both really good at it <laughs> yeah kfc just likes to do ironic weird shit like i love you colonel sanders and the kfc like romance movie that i i watched today with some friends over discord because of course and it's only 15 minutes but as far as a romance movie, it definitely con- condensed everything into, like, a solid 15 minutes of every major plot point was there. 
Um, there was like a fake out death. The that person came back and helped save somebody. There was a kidnapping. There was a love affair. There was a jealous like ex fiance. There was a sequel hook. It was good. It had everything you need in fifteen minutes. It was, it was hilarious. Um, my kind of movie. I don't know what like again. I know why KFC would want to do this, and I made the joke just. I made the statement just now that I don't know why Lifetime would want to do this, but at the same time, I think a lot more people would tune in to watch this on Lifetime than would normally watch it. Because I don't watch Lifetime, but I watched this. And I watched you on Netflix, so I've watched Lifetime properties, but, you know, I can't access them because I only have YouTube TV, not cable. So there's that. More more ironic stuff, please, because it's fun. It's fun. And I have this, like, Zion Aliens written. And I'm not oh, yes. sure about <laughs> this. Or, like, oh, yeah. what kind of I racism happened. But, like... <laughs> I, I don't know if it was really racism it was just some fucking nonsense (laughs) weird shit so so the in the jerusalem post um which is like the newspaper of record for israel um or one of them at least like was reported that um like a government official had revealed that there that aliens had made contact with um with earth and that there was like a galactic um, federation that was waiting to find out if we were like ready to yeah, be a part of it, suitable or whatever, like a suitable civilization. Um, but the only countries that they had revealed themselves to were the U.S. and Israel. Which um, uh, strange choices. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, uh, so like, there's some weird Zionist like undertones here. Like, I don't know what that is about, but go off, like. Um, but yeah, so apparently aliens exist, and they are (laughs) (laughs) pro-Israel. Because they haven't talked to anyone else. They're they're pro-Israel-U.S. relations. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, I don't follow news, I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, Generally bad. Yeah. Like, it's a complicated situation, but typically... Yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, It's a very, like, that's a very, like, politically testy area where it's like... Israel is committing human rights violations in... Yes, and hey, so are we, (laughs) but, like... Hey, I mean, yeah, but, like, but also, like, like, obviously, like, Jewish people, like, it's like, you can get, get, very easily get into anti-Semitism or get accused of anti-Semitism for saying that there should, that, like, Israel is stolen land or whatever, like... Yeah, because, so it's like a nuanced discussion. Very. Yeah, because the Zionist movement was about mo- like finding like post Holocaust finding Jewish people a new homeland. Gotcha. Oof, there's so but, much history to learn. Yeah, but a lot. Of, most of the people I know, IRL, are like who are Jewish in real life are not pro like Israeli government decisions. Yeah. In the same way that, you know, a lot of Americans are not uh, pro, uh... Pro-American government decisions. American government decisions. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, because we do a lot of shit that, you know, hot take, maybe we shouldn't do. Hottest of takes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I think that's everything on our list. Yep. Yeah, still under an hour and a half. You know, 90 minutes of content for all the people out there. You're trying to get a, a few more listens, so that's cool. Tell your friends, tell your family. Tell yourself, you know. 
Oh, One of them is me buy some coffee? because I finally remembered to subscribe to our own podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's good stuff. But yeah, that, that that's another one for the uh for the for the homies and the folks out there. Yeah. And uh we'll be back again what next week, right? Yeah. Next week. That's the plan. Yep. Oh yeah, next week is our last episode before uh, the Christmas holiday. Um, you know, happy Hanukkah or is it happy Hanukkah? Yeah, that's currently Joyce, happening. Joyce, yeah, Joyce Hanukkah, Hanukkah is happening right now. Um, yeah, I mean, it, happy Hanukkah. Yeah, you know, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, happy Winter Solstice. If you don't celebrate anything else, um, you know, if you don't celebrate any holidays, if you do and I miss them, I apologize. But yeah, I just hope you're living well. You're not going out and hanging out with people because that's a bad idea. Uh, yeah. You could spread a disease around that's like getting more and more people. It's spiking again. Um, and remember, lots of people decided not to uh, celebrate, for instance, I don't know, I'd, for example, they didn't go see their families because it's a pandemic, but, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving are somehow the ultimate sacrifice doesn't seem fair, doesn't seem yeah. right, so, you know. Or there's people like me who I've literally not seen my family all year, so, you know, just remember that, you know, people are behaving, and maybe you should too. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get out of this faster. Yeah. But until we get out of it, Steph, would you like to hit the people with the social media biz? Yeah. Hey, so thanks. if you want to find us in the meantime, well, while we're still in it, uh, in the meantime, if you want to find us on the internet, you can find us on Twitter at Character Rev. You can find us on Facebook at Character Reveal. Delete your Facebook. Yep. Um, you can find us on in your browser by going to simple.simplecast.fm. You can find us in the podcast catcher of your choice, whatever that might be. Um by searching for character reveal you'll see the blue curtains you'll know what's up um you can find us individually out in the world um eric is on twitter at tindy losi i'm on twitter at captain steph and on instagram at hella steph and on tumblr at the snow queer and dom is brother dom pretty much everywhere in the world yes that's pretty much it yeah, yeah, you know, if you want to type character reveal into some other places, like Dom said, you should go buy some grinding coffee, com- coffee company coffee. Yeah, yeah. And, and la- type that name into the into the coupon box. Yes, yes. And last two thoughts before we go, I have two hot takes that we can argue some other day. In. Take number one, like the the final Yahoo of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> take number one, based on watching the new episodes of Animaniacs. I want to assert that Pinky is a stoner himbo. That's who he is. To brain smart guy. And uh, take number two. You could make the claim that Dragon Ball Z is an isekai if you want to stretch the definition. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. (laughs) Have a good one. (laughs) Until next time. See you later. Bye. Goodbye. (laughs) I mean, I don't disagree about Pinky. No. I don't know enough about Dragon Ball to comment. (laughs) 